Well, hi, it's Tony with FaithfulFriends.com. We are a safe place to seek or lend support when you are anticipating, preparing for, or experiencing the death of a beloved pet. But we're also a happy, fun place to celebrate the life we get to enjoy with our pets. Today's podcast, I want to talk about something that's important to everyone who breathes. Your heating and cooling systems and keeping them clean and maintaining them, especially if you live with pets. We're going to be speaking with Larry Benavides, who is the owner of Squeaks Services, a plumbing, heating, and cooling company that services the greater Denver metro area and with whom I have been pleased to be a satisfied client for almost a decade. I refer Squeaks to my friends and family, neighbors. I have had nothing but talented, highly trained technicians who are caring, clean, careful, come into my home and service my air conditioning and my own uh, furnaces for years now. Before I introduce Larry, I'm going to tell you why I think this is important. As some of you who have been in our community for a while may know, I said goodbye to my beloved beauty girl in February of this year. In the spring, I had my usual annual air conditioning service to get ready for summer. And if you're in Denver, you know it was a hot one. And then this fall, I recently had my furnaces serviced and the filters changed for our winter preparation. My technician, who has been uh, coming to me for years, which is something else I like about Squeaks, is you can establish a relationship that's ongoing with the same technician so that they know your home and your um, machinery and they get to know you too and your family and your pets. Because my technician, Perez, pulled out the filter and he said, hmm, the filters look pretty clean, Tony. And then he looked around, he said, where's your cat? And I said, oh, Perez, I'm so sorry she died. And he said, of course, he extended his sympathy. But what, what that did was it brought me, made me very, very aware of the dander and the fur that our animals put into our houses. And we know this, but when you see it graphically express the difference, Perez could tell from the spring cleaning when I had had Beauty Girl in the house to the fall cleaning when she hadn't been here, how clean the filter was. And I thought, I've got to call Larry. I've got to get Larry to talk to our community of pet people about the importance of keeping your furnaces and air conditioners clean and serviced so that you can avoid some very costly maintenance issues that come from lack of attention. So I am really pleased to introduce Larry Benavides of Squeaks Services. And Larry, what I just told you, I think you know, is a very true story. So I wanted to ask you to talk to us about what you see as a ramification of keeping your furnaces and uh, filters and air conditioners cleaned, serviced on a regular basis. So Larry, it's a pleasure 
please tell us what everything you know about what you know. Okay, thank you so much. My name is Larry. I'm with Squeak Services. I'm a plumbing and heating guy for about 20 years. And I'm also a pet lover. So I have a couple of dogs at home and I got three kids and a wife. So our house is very busy, right? And a lot of our employees here also have the same. The thing that we always want to consider about heating and ventilation is that it's always circulating air. And as it's circulating air, it's bringing air that we bring in. It's bringing dust that we bring in. It's bringing everything the animals bring in. And it sucks it into the furnace and then it blows it throughout the house. And hopefully the majority of that gets caught in the filter, but it really doesn't. You know, it's not a perfect science. So what happens is some of the debris and things that are circulating around the air get stuck inside of the furnace. They get stuck inside of your fan. They get stuck inside of the heating element portion of it. Then they go throughout the ductwork. And when the furnace shuts off and the fan stops circulating, all that dust then falls on the bottom of the ductwork, right? So what that does over time is as that device is circulating air through the house, what it does is it starts to slow down because it doesn't have any more clean air. Right? So what we try to do is we try to do maintenance on those, keeping the furnace clean, keeping that filter clean, uh, keeping it safe, checking for the gases, making sure that it doesn't overheat because that's where it becomes a problem. The dirty furnace, the dirty filter, the dirty fan starts to run and air doesn't go over it quick enough, it starts to overheat and then we start to see melting, right? So that's when it becomes expensive. So what we like to do is we like to always focus in on preventative maintenance type of deals, especially when we have animals. Larry, thank you. Man, that was so explanatory and, and illustrates just what, what we're talking about. But does an air conditioning unit that brings in outside air um, have the same issues as a furnace and the potential for overheating, or is that a, a different problem? Yeah, so the, the HVAC system is, <clears throat> it's a three-piece system. So you have the furnace, which does the gas, and it does the operate, you know, blowing the air through the house. So it circulates air, it heats up, that's element number one. The second piece is the air conditioning system. So outside you have a condenser, right? So when you have animals outside, that's one piece of it. But then it also connects to the furnace with the radiator. The radiator oh, okay. sits on top of the furnace. Well, the radiator, um, its intention is to kind of restrict some of the air a little bit, but it still needs to transfer over that radiator as quick as possible. That thing is kind of like a magnet. So if you can imagine it gets moist, um, there's actually condensation on there as dust is traveling through it. The condensation kind of gets in a little gunky and then it becomes sticky. Right. And that takes a couple of years. But once it becomes sticky, then the dust itself no longer falls down to the bottom of the furnace. It kind of just sticks there and it creates this little blanket of dust. Well, when that happens, the furnace turns on in the wintertime and air blows over it. But it kind of slows it down, slows it down to a point to where the furnace starts to overheat. So yeah, air conditioning, oh. <clears throat> air conditioning itself is what you would consider a flow restricting device, but it's, you know, it's necessary for blowing cool air over there. So what we want to do is keep the filter clean, keep the fan clean, keep the ducts clean, keep the radiator clean, and then everything will be safe and operating as well as it should. Well, you just mentioned ducts. Um, would you talk to us about how you address 
ducks if you if you do address the duck system? Yeah. So typically we do a we do an inspection, right? And we come over, we evaluate the system. You don't know where you're at, you don't know how old it is, you don't know when it was last maintenance. So what we do is we come over there, we provide that for you, right? After we figure out the level of maintenance needed, then we'll propose a maintenance. So some houses need full duck cleaning because they didn't have the duck cleaned forever and they've had a couple of animals, right? Or they had a couple of kids, they raised a whole family in there and they've never had it done. So what we do is we evaluate that. Basically, we take off the supply registers where your air blows through and we stick a, our hand down there with maybe a baby wipe or something. And as we wipe it through, we'll pull out the baby wipe and it'll be either full of stuff, <laughs> lint, hair, you know, just stuff, right? Or it'll be just a little, a little, little bit of dust, right? So typically when we find big clumps of junk, then we we offer a duck cleaning to get all of that stuff out. It doesn't make sense to clean your furnace and have dirty ducks. Yeah, it's just flowing more dirty air in, right? Yeah. So you clean it, you suck it back in there and you recontaminate the furnace in a way. Yeah. Is there anything else on that component? Because I'm going to lead you into the world of sewers and toilets next. But as you've, I just learned a lot from you. And um, that's why I'm so glad to have you teaching us today and sharing with us. We've talked about ducks. We've talked about air conditioning, furnaces, filters, fans, etc. Is there anything else in that triad that you, you want to share with us, explain to us? Yeah. So you can always do things like some people with animals that have smells in the house all the time, right? So they do have air purifiers that help with removing some of the smells. Um, there's all kinds of different products like that. We don't realize that as much. Even in my house with two animals, I put a little air purifier and they're just because of my in-laws. My in-laws come over to the house and I'm like, ah, oh, I can smell your dogs or whatever. You know, they don't pee in the house or anything like that, but they smell like animals. Yeah. You know, so I put one of those in there so now I don't hear my father-in-law ever complaining about it. <laughs> so <laughs> then it's just a matter of keeping it clean. But you can always do indoor air quality, you know, maintenance your furnace, do an indoor air quality, clean your ducts frequently. You know, keep your system running as long as you possibly can, because the intention is to keep it from overheating and keep it running safely. That's really all it is when it comes to heating air. You know, I like your your concept about the air purifier, because I I think we've all heard of or experienced you go into maybe you're going to buy a house or rent an apartment and people walk in and say, "Ooh, do you have an animal in here? And it's it can it can cost you the sale of a, a, a house even. Um, that was very important to hear that. Now I want to talk about something Larry has for years also helped me with my sewer system. I live in an older community and every mm, about three years, a group of six to 10 of us will um, schedule to have the squeaks crews come over and scope our sewers. And we have identified some problems and gotten ahead of them so it didn't turn into a major backup and, and bad situation. And they can they can they service any of your sewer needs. And I wanted Larry to talk as it relates to pets about how to safely and efficiently um, make sure that your sinks and your toilets aren't being abused either inadvertently or by a child who doesn't know better. So Larry, would you talk to us about some of the don'ts and maybe some of the do-dos of, of sewers and toilets and sinks, please? Yeah, of course. So the, the point is to preventative maintenance, 
to save from costly repairs. It's just like a vehicle and oil changes. You know, changing the oil is, well, nowadays it's a hundred bucks, right? But replacing a motor is $15,000. So what we want to do is we want to do as many oil changes as we can so that we can prevent that engine from breaking. Sewer systems are exactly the same. All drains are exactly the same, right? The cleaner we keep them, the more we keep them flowing, the less problems we create. With drains in general, as things go down the drain and they start to collect because for whatever reason they can't continue to flow, right? They start to collect. Well, the more they collect, they start to create a dam. Then that dam starts to become a blockage. The blockage continues to collect junk on there. And before you know it, you're calling a guy out and he's having to snake it. And then he finds a broken pipe or all kinds of different things, right? What we always find that is always the funniest thing. I mean, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny, right? Is somebody is always putting hair down the drains, right? It's either the husband or the wife or somebody brushing the animal. That's what, you know, it's funny, right? I'm, I'm, I'm at home with my wife and my kids and we just picked up a little baby girl, golden retriever. And my wife is brushing her, right? It's funny. She's brushing her and she's brushing her. And this girl, she's has hair flying all over the place. Right. And, I just was peeking in the bathroom and I looked in the wastebasket to see if her hair was in there and it wasn't in there. I said, where'd you put the hair? She was like, flush it down the toilet. And I'm like, oh, don't do that. Because what happens is that stuff goes down the drain. And if something gets stuck in the drain, it starts to create, you know, it's kind of like a spider web, right? So that's what we run into a lot of times is, is not knowing people just start, you know, throwing hair like it's, you know, toilet paper down the drain, but it doesn't dissolve. It gets hard. It starts to be sticky. Toilet paper sticks to it. And then before you know it, you have like a cobweb of hair in the drain line. So that's a lot of stuff that we see. But those are expensive repairs later, you know. So when you when you brush your dog's hair or your cat's hair, or if you give them a trim, or even me, when I tra- trim my beard, I don't put it down the drain. I, I put it in the, in the trash, you know. So there's just things that you can be preventative. Oh, that's – your wife needs to listen to this podcast, Larry. <laughs> I mean, really, um, that I didn't think of that, but you're absolutely right. And even if you trim your bangs or something, don't do it over the sink, no. but certainly no. not with pet fur. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't know that people would do this, but um, it terrifies me to think of putting cat litter or hamster um, droppings because they may have fibers from the, the little sawdusty stuff, the chips that they have. Um, it, it's just common sense, but would you remind people what is safe to put down uh, a sink or a toilet as it relates to pet products or items? Organic material. That's all that goes down the toilet or the sink. Anything that dissolves, that's what goes down there. We don't put litter down there. I've seen where little kids are like, you know, their, their, their chore is to clean out the litter box. Yeah. Yeah. And what they do is they grab the little turds and they throw them in there. Right. And they got a bunch of litter on there and they get stuck yeah. in the toilet, right? So just, just knowing what goes down there. So it's just organic material it needs to go down there, toilet paper and organic material. That's all. What what about disposing of cat food, wet or dry? And uh, wait, and what about yes or no, use a disposal if you do that? So or should you do that? Yeah, with disposals and anything that goes down my disposal or anybody I tell them is you, the only thing that goes down disposals really are going to be just a little bit of whatever you rent off of your dish, right? So I've met people that have created um, 
expensive repairs that put eggshells down there. They put salary down there. They, they scrape their whole food off, including dog food, you know, cause they're rinsing off the bowl or whatever, mm-hmm. but the plumbing system, remember it's organic materials that can dissolve, right? That's the best way that can happen. If you take a, if you take some food and you put some water in it, it doesn't actually dissolve like animal food. All it does is get hard. So when it goes down the drain, it'll go down and life will be great. But sooner or later, that that stuff will stop somewhere in your drain naturally. Right. And overnight, it'll start to become hard. And then it'll turn into a rock. Oh, my gosh. Right. So then what happens is you start using your bathroom like you normally would. and You had no idea. And all your toilet paper and things were getting stuck on this dog food or just food, you know, stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so definitely no dog food, no, nothing that's not organic. Just as an aside, when I clean my uh, pet dishes and dispose of food or anything organic, I put it uh, in plastic in the freezer until rubbish morning. And then I put it out in the rubbish because I don't want it going down the drain and I don't want to attract mice and bugs. No. Uh, that's just one little aside of how I address that. But I'm guilty. I rinse off the, the food dishes down into the sink. So would it be better to wipe that off with a, mm-hmm. a paper towel and then dispose of that paper towel outside of the sink? So I just put it in my trash can, you know, so I just. Oh, okay. Just yeah. shove it into the, okay, super. Jeez, I, I, I'm glad we talked about that. So Larry, what else can you tell us being a pet lover yourself, uh, anecdotally, like your, your actual experience with your wife and your new puppy? And by the way, you have got to share pictures of your, your, your doggies with us and tell us the backstory there. Um, and thank you for giving your home and heart to a couple of uh, needy dogs who, who will have a nice life t- with you. Um, but what else can you tell us from the HVAC perspective about life with pets? Yeah. Well, the objective is to realize that they're not like us, right? So we, we kind of groom ourselves more and we take care of ourselves more. And the dogs just come in, the, the pets come in and they, they shed more. We all know they shed more. But what we do forget is that whatever comes off of their skin always goes in the ductwork, right? Oh, yeah. We're swiffering the floor, I'm cleaning the walls, I'm doing all these things to keep my house clean, but I never look inside the ductwork, right? So then I, house is clean, life is great. I go outside, I come back in, all of a sudden I got dust on the floor again. That's because I didn't clean the inside of my house, like the mechanical pieces, I just cleaned the, you know, the, the, the pretty stuff. So we just want to keep them clean, right? Do your inspections as much as you can. How often do you do an inspection? Uh, with pets a year, every year, one once time. a year. Okay. Yeah. When you have animals, you know, there's, there's a distinctive difference between a very busy house and one that's not so busy. Right. So you yes. have one person living there or you have five people and you have one person there with three dogs or with a couple of cats or birds versus one person living by themselves or, or a couple living by themselves, you know, all of those systems all get more use, different uses. Right. Does that make sense? So sometimes yeah, sure. Okay. I had one, I think, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it. But anyway, one time a year, just to evaluate where your system is so that you can prevent anything from happening. That's going to be costly. Okay. 
no, that makes a lot of sense. I liked your analogy about your oil um, versus changing the engine. One other question, because when some pets are friendly to strangers and some pets are not, when a technician uh, visits your a home, like my home, they always put on their booties. They're always so courteous and they care. And how, how do your technicians interact if the pet is friendly versus a pet who may not be comfortable with a stranger? Yeah, so, so typically um, most of the guys recognize when it's going to be dogs most of the time is we carry things in our hands. So if they notice that there's a dog in the house, they'll put their tools in their pockets, but they'll come in with their hands out right? So that the dog can see there's nothing in the hands. We don't like to bring tools in when dogs are unfriendly until we actually make, you know, we meet each other, right? And they feel comfortable. Most times when we meet a dog that's a little bit bent out of shape, it's just, he's just trying to protect himself, right? Or protect his family. Oh, sure. So a lot of it, a lot of times it's just, you know, being friendly and smiling, believe it or not, to the dog. And Sometimes not really acknowledging that they're there is also a pretty good trick. Just kind of leaving your hands down and let them smell you and then move on from there. But, you know, when you put the shoe covers in front of an aggravated dog, it's, it's not, never good. So normally what we do is we'll, we won't do that until the dog settles down, you know. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Um, would you advise pet parents to offer the courtesy of, of, of maybe keeping the animals in a different section of the house while the furnace is being serviced well depending on the work volume right some dogs are super friendly and they want to be with you all the time and some oh, dogs okay. just don't want to see you at all right but you know it, it just depends a lot of times with um with dog lovers they prefer not putting their dog away because it's you know it's kind of like their, their their child right so what we do is we kind of work around that um but sometimes the, the animal gets anxiety so <clears throat> it's kind of a as is you know it's all based upon the in particular circumstance, right? That's so. a really good point because if the dog is protecting his territory and family and you close him off from the quote intruders who right. are there, he might go nuts. She might go. I, yeah, yeah, I understand that. Okay. Um, so Larry, it is clear that Squeaks Services is a pet friendly, pet supporting uh, company. You have shared with us I think, invaluable, important, meaningful information to help make the pet and the person's life uh, happier together and hopefully a little healthier and we can all breathe a little bit easier. And I wondered um, if you have any special incentives to provide um, our community members at faithfulfriends.com who may seek and, and use your services at Squeaks? Oh, of course. So what we are doing um, for the group is instead of a $59 inspection, we're doing furnace and HVAC inspections for 30 bucks. $30? Yeah, $30. We'll come out to your house. We'll evaluate your HVAC system and we'll let you know where it stands. That way you kind of got a good understanding of what the furnace's age is, how safe it's running, if there's anything that needs to be done to make it better. And then, of course, to see what, what things are inside of the ductwork. I was just going to say that, does that include the ductwork? Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, um, uh, that's a, you, you know, how could you not want to do that? Right. <laughs> and and is, there, is there a seasonal um, pattern to when it's best? Or is it something where 
it doesn't matter if it's fall. I do fall and spring, but is that important? Can it be summer and winter or what, what's best? So we always want to do pre-season. So whenever okay. the heating is turning on, you want to work on the fall, right? And, and it depends. Some people have air conditioning, so they'll want to do it in the spring. Some people want to do two times a year, right? Just to, just to make sure that, yeah, that, that way they don't have, you know, we're just trying to prevent major things from happening. So, you know, right now is the time to get it checked out, to see how things are, get it evaluated. If there's preventative maintenance things we can do, great. If everything looks great, then that's perfect, right? We don't have to worry about it. But if you see some things that could become troublesome when that, when the cold, when the cold weather comes in, you want to take care of them right away, right? Oh, sure. Same thing in the winter. So we like to do furnace stuff in the fall time, all the way up in through about November. As soon as we start breaking those temperatures where every day it's 40 degrees or, or below, then the preseason inspections are kind of worthless because the machine at this point in time has already been operating. So things are going to start to break down, right? So let's catch them before they start to break down so that they don't uh, create costly repairs later. Okay. And then on the spring side, what would you call the latest month you'd want to have your summer uh, air conditioning service? The The end of June. End of June. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to be mid-May to the end of June because with HBAC equipment, we want to catch anything that is going to break when the device is working at its full peak. Right. Okay. So now I have to ask you, does that mean that in the summer months is when you do more sewer scoping and and sewer checking? so typically that's in the fall. Because, oh, it is. Yeah. So what happens with trees and stuff? Oh, that's right. Um, we start, well, we don't get any more rainwater. So then the roots start to move around and they can yeah. sense moisture in a pipe. Right. And, you know, so a lot of times if you have broken stuff in the, in the drain pipes, you can be at fall time. And throughout mm-hmm. the winter, you know, but springtime, not so much. I, 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 I have learned so much today, Larry. I really thank you for your, your time and how, how easily you have explained some. I know these are complicated. I know you have to be highly experienced, educated, and trained to work in your profession. And um, I appreciate your, your being a supporter and a friend of Faithful Friends. I'm going to uh, share with the community now everyone listening, how you can get in touch with Squeaks Services, that's spelled S-Q-U-E-A-K-S, services, plural, dot com. And the phone number there, oops, Larry, your phone number, I had it here. It's 303-280-5765. 303-280-5765. You can always just jump on our webpage too, and there's a chatter. So there'll be somebody that can chat as well. Oh, super. And on faithfulfriends.com, you can find uh, a direct link through to Squeak Services uh, on our community page at the bottom of every weekly email and all of our monthly newsletters. So if you want to look up Squeaks Services, you can just click through right on on their uh, little business card represented on faithfulfriends.com. If there's nothing else, Larry, and I'm, I'm perfectly willing to listen to you for 
ever because I, I have really learned a lot and really enjoyed it. And I've enjoyed our relationship over the years. Um, is there anything else or is it a good time to say thank you and uh, goodbye? Well, thank you so much and goodbye. Okay, Larry, Larry, squeak services. Thank you. All right. See you later. Okay. Bye-bye.